Good morning. I'm Pastor Nick. Welcome to our Rosewood Church of the Nazarene family. We hope today's message will be a help to you. May God bless you. And now today, I want to share with you on the theme of great ways to live in 2024. Great ways to live in 2024. If you would turn in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 1, we will discover some very practical and very helpful truths that I believe can be enriching for all of us. All right? Great ways to live in 2024. If you can stand, please, for the reading of God's Word, would you just please stand with me? Beginning in verse 1. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus and from our brother Timothy. We are writing to God's holy people in the city of Colossae, who are faithful brothers and sisters in Christ. May God our Father give you grace and peace. We always pray for you and we give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all of God's people, which come, which come from your confident hope of God, of what God has reserved for you in heaven. You have had this expectation ever since you first heard the truth of the good news. The same good news that came to you is going out all over the world. It is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives, just as it changed your lives from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. You learned about the good news from Epaphras, our beloved co-worker. He is Christ's faithful servant, and he is helping us on your behalf. He has told us about the love for others that the Holy Spirit has given you. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will better produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. We also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power, so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light, for he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear Son, who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Let us pray. Thank you, dear God, for this beautiful portion of your Holy Scriptures. Lord, may you impact us by your Holy Spirit, whether it's through one verse or two verse, three verses or four, whether it's through one truth or another. May we truly be touched by your Spirit from the truth contained herein. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Please feel free to be seated. Great ways to live in 2024. The first truth I want to direct your attention to is this. Number one, look to the Lord for his richest 
blessings. Look to the Lord for his richest blessings. This truth came to my mind from Colossians 1, where we just read, in the second half of verse 2, which says, May God our Father give you grace and peace. Why don't you read it with me? May God our Father give you grace and peace. Now, I like to summarize grace and peace as the Lord's richest blessings. The Lord's richest blessings. And here is why. Grace is, is God's undeserved, unmerited favor. Undeserved love. That's what grace is. It is his undeserved and unmerited favor, undeserved love that he has for all of us. Grace cannot be earned, all right? It is something that is freely given by God to you and you and you up in the balcony and to me. One of God's richest blessings because of his amazing grace is the forgiveness of sins, the forgiveness of your sins and mine that he makes possible. In the Bible, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, it says, He, that is God, is so rich, so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his Son and forgave our sins. Amen? I say to you, look to the Lord for the blessing of the forgiveness of your sins and mine. Why? Why is the forgiveness of sins, your sins and mine, such a great blessing? Why is it so important? Because Romans chapter 6, verse 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen? Amen? Now in our Holy Bible, we read of many examples of grace. For example, there is Jesus's, there's Jesus' time of forgiving the woman caught in adultery. It's recorded in John's Gospel, chapter 8, verses 1 to 11. The, the Pharisees, a religious group of their day, attempted to trap Jesus by presenting the woman to him and, and citing the law of Moses, which said a woman like her should be stoned to death. That's what they were saying to Jesus. That's what they expected. And in his wisdom and in his grace, Jesus said to them, let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Jesus' profound response highlights, highlights the essence of grace, unmerited, forgiving, and redemptive towards that dear woman and towards each one of us. By the way, as we have started this new year, is there anyone, is there anyone that you need to show grace towards?
Is there anyone that you need to show grace towards? Perhaps a family member, a friend, a co-worker, a neighbor, an ex-wife, an ex-husband, a government department, a politician, or a professor, or a pastor even? Is there anyone that you need to show some grace towards? God's grace is not only available for the forgiveness of our sins, His grace is also sufficient in all areas of, of your life and mine. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, the word of the Lord says, And God, and God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance of every good deed. Isn't that beautiful? When the Apostle Paul was battling some kind of a problem, a thorn in the flesh, Paul says in 2 Corinthians 12, 8 and 9, he says, three different times I begged the Lord to take it away, to take away this thorn in the flesh, whatever it was. And then Paul goes on and says, each time he, the Lord, each time he said, my grace is all you need. My grace is all you need, Paul. My power works best in weakness. Wow, wow. Chris Tomlin sings a beautiful song called your grace is enough, in which the chorus says simply, your grace is enough, your grace is enough, your grace is enough for me. It was beautiful for me to see that there, there, there have been 2.4 million views of that song when I turned to it and listened to, to it or part of it. This 2024, be encouraged. Be encouraged, my friends, as you remember that God's grace is enough. God's grace is adequate. No matter what you go through. Colossians 1, verse 2 says, May God our Father give you grace and peace, right? He says, may God our Father give you grace and peace. Peace is also one of God's richest blessings. In the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 27, Jesus says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give 
is a gift the world cannot give. Jesus says, I'm leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. Let it be so, Lord. Let it be so. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16 declares, listen to this. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you his peace at all times and in every situation. Now may the Lord of peace give you his peace at all times and in every situation. That is my wish and my prayer for each one of us, each one of us hearing this message today. In 2024, there will be many things that might happen which will be inclined to rob you, to steal your peace. There are many peace busters or peace breakers, aren't there? The peace buster could be a doctor's report, a car accident, a job situation, a financial crunch, a person you thought you could trust, but they broke your heart. The peace buster could be a, a break-in into your home. has happened to us many years ago. The peace buster could be a, a son or daughter or other family member who disappoints you in a very big and serious way. The peace buster could be a major argument with someone that you weren't even expecting. Or it could be a vacation that turned out badly or which never happened at all. The peace buster could, could be getting stuck with your car in a, in a storm such as we had the last few days. This past evening during the bad snowstorm. Uh, a, few, a few of us pulled over on Highway 401 to try to help a dear lady get out of a little ditch that she obviously slid into accidentally. The good, the good news was neither she nor her son were injured. But the bad news was we just could not, we could not push her car out of the ditch. It was just too stuck. And so eventually I had to say to her, I, I'm really sorry, but you will have to wait for CAA to come and, and uh, tow you out. So we kind of go, or we go through all kinds of peace busters. And in those times, let's try to remember 2 Thessalonians 3.16, which says, now may the Lord of peace himself give 
you his peace at all times. His peace at all times and in every situation. Amen. Another beautiful Bible verse to remember is Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, which says, you, referring to God, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, that is the Lord, all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Oh, that's a beautiful verse. Write, write it down, Isaiah 26, verse 3. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. Ponder that. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. Is there an amen in the house? Amen. amen. What a powerful verse. What a powerful verse. Look to the Lord for his richest, richest blessings, which include grace and peace. Here's a second great way to live in 2024. Number two, take time to have wonderful conversations with the Lord. This truth obviously comes from Colossians 1 verse 3, which says, we always pray for you. We always pray for you. Obviously, having wonderful conversations with the Lord is referring to, to prayer. The Apostle Paul had marvelous conversations with God himself. He was earnest in prayer. In 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 17, we read, never stop praying. Never stop praying. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7 reads, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Amen? Isn't that beautiful? What a marvelous promise. Now here are a few, here are just, just a few benefits of prayer. And if we were to take time, you could probably add another 50 benefits to, to, to this subject. But here are a few benefits of prayer. Number one, prayer develops and strengthens our relationship with God. I believe you want, we all want to strengthen our relationship with the Lord, don't we? Yes. Here's a second benefit. Praying helps us to make the right decisions, to make the right choices, the right decisions. When we've got major decisions, even minor decisions to make, let us turn to the Lord and say, Lord, what is your direction for me in this way? What is it you want me to do? What path do you want me to take? Amen. Here's a third benefit of prayer. 
I kind of already mentioned it. Three, a prayer gives us direction in life, right? The second one was praying helps us to make the right decisions. Thirdly, prayer gives us direction in life. Fourth, prayer helps us to avoid temptations in life, right? Come on now. Tempta uh, prayer helps to avoid, helps us to avoid temptations in life. And number five, prayer can lead to miracles in your life and mine. Prayer can lead to miracles, yes. So I, I want to challenge all of us in 2024 to commit, to commit to praying for at least, at least 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day. And, and, then, and then gradually, gradually make it, make it 15 minutes a day and 20 minutes a day and 30 minutes a day and more. I invite us and I encourage us to spend more and more time communicating with the Lord, having wonderful conversations. And sometimes you'll do a lot of the talking and other times it is best for you to just sit, whether you're sitting in your living room or, or, or kitchen or in church or sitting in your car and saying, Lord, what is it that you want to communicate to me. Amen. Amen. I want to sincerely thank those of you who join us for our Saturday morning prayer times from 9 a.m. till 12, and oftentimes we go till 12.30 or 1. Thank you, Mr. Ernie Hall, for, for coordinating and leading our prayer session Saturday mornings, during which time during which time we pray for all of the individual prayer requests that you have submitted and which, which we have listed on, I don't know what it is now, uh, three or four pages, three or four pages. I want to also thank those of you who join us for prayer on Wednesday evenings after Bible study. I, I notice, I notice that when we finish the Bible study, uh, normally we have 50 to 60 people present for the Bible study. And, and after we finish the lesson, the majority of people stay with us for the prayer time. Thank you to those of you, those of you who pray in your small groups and those of you who pray individually on your own for the many prayer requests that we have here in our church. We are very grateful for your prayers. Let's continue on and in fact, double our effort, double our effort to pray fervently. Amen. Well, here is a, a third great way to live. By, by the way, uh, some of you might wonder why I, I drink water. I'm not sure why, but sometimes my, my, my uh, mouth gets really dry. I don't know, looking at you gets my mouth dry. Yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. I don't know why. Some, sometimes my mouth doesn't get dry and other times it does. Anyway, so here's the third great way to live in 2024. Number three. 
Live your life with a beautiful, thankful attitude. All right? This truth uh, comes from the second half of verse 3, which says, We give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God. The Apostle Paul repeatedly showed a beautiful, thankful spirit. No matter what was happening in his life, shipwrecks, beatings, all kinds of difficult things, he showed a spirit of gratitude. Uh, I, I was reading in First Chronicles in the Bible. First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 34 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. And Psalm 103, beginning in verse 1, says, Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he, God, does for me. Amen? Amen? And in 1 Thessalonians 5.18 we read, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but here are a few benefits of taking time to be thankful. Taking time to be thankful. Number one, thankfulness reduces depression. I don't know if you've ever heard that. Thankfulness de reduces depression. A, a review of 70 studies that include responses from more than 26,000 people found an association between higher levels of gratitude and lower levels of depression. Very interesting. In other words, the more a person expresses gratitude and thanks, the less inclined he or she is going to get depressed. Ron Paul, did you know that? Now you do, brother. Now you do. All right? That's one of the benefits. Here's a second benefit. All right? Thankfulness can lessen anxiety. Thankfulness can lessen anxiety. Anxiety often involves worrying and negative thinking, right? Often about things that happened in the past or might occur in the future. If you find yourself focusing on negative thoughts about the past or the future, challenge yourself to find something that you are grateful for. Think about what you are grateful for and it will help reduce your anxiety. Are you listening? All right. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast. We are almost out of time. This is Pastor Nick Stavropoulos. If you would like to hear and or watch the whole message, please go to our website, rosewoodchurch.ca. Our biggest concern is that you trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. I encourage you to pray this simple prayer. Lord, 
forgive me for my sins. I believe Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay for my sins. I believe Jesus rose from the grave and is now in heaven, preparing a place for all of us who believe. Today, I receive Jesus as my Savior and Lord. In Christ's name, I pray. Amen. If you would like to contact us at Rosewood Church of the Nazarene, our phone number is 416-298-9932. Our email is office at rosewoodchurch.ca. This ministry is supported financially by people like you. If you would like to make a donation, you can send your gift by e-transfer to offerings at rosewoodchurch.ca. That's O-F-F-E-R-I-N-G-S at rosewoodchurch.ca. Or you can mail your check to Rosewood Church of the Nazarene, 657 Milner Avenue, Scarborough, Ontario. Thank you for giving to support this preaching and teaching ministry. I'm Pastor Nick, wishing you God's blessings throughout this week. Amen.